0: when you were first diagnosed your endocrinologist likely told you when you go low you need 15 grams of sugar and wait 15 minutes i'm going to tell you why that's wrong and what you can do instead in today's episode let's get to our theme song i've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so you all know this tale that we've heard as early diagnosed diabetics. We've got to eat the sugar wait some time and wait for that low to come back, right? If you're ever experiencing low blood sugar symptoms, you eat 15 grams of sugar, wait 15 minutes, the rule of 15 as it has been dubbed. But that's not always true, is it? Now you've probably noticed that there's sometimes you go low, you have a little bit of sugar, and you get back to normal. Sometimes you go low, you have a lot of bit of sugar, and nothing happens, and you just stay low. And there are a couple different factors you want to look at today. So what I want to share with you guys is that a couple days ago, uh, I was on a coaching call with a few of my, uh, my higher-level clients where we are going deeper into strategies, right? Diabetes, exercise, diet, mindset, all sorts of great stuff, uh, where I teach them about my formula for stable and predictable blood sugars. And on that call, my pump started beeping at me. Dexcon alert, low, you're going low, you're going to go low, eat some sugar. And uh, (laughs) it was nice because I got to be real with them. I got to say, hey, look, I am literally low right now. And I walked them through, you know, we're not 100% uh, perfect. We are never going to be perfect. No one is ever going to achieve 100% time and range, 100% of the time, at least not while maintaining quality of life, right? And even if you were able to keep every single thing consistent forever, right? Your meal timing, the type of meal, your exercise, your sleep, your, your lack of social life, (laughs) you still can't uh, keep control over all of the variables, right? Your insulin could go bad. Your scar tissue could reduce the absorption of the insulin itself. If you're on a pump, maybe the pump side is bad. Maybe there's a an occlusion, right? There's tons of different things that you have zero control over that could still impact blood sugars, shoot you out of range. Even if it's for a minute, your 100% is gone, right? So we're not after perfection. What we're after is a mix of high quality of life and high control of blood sugars. We wanna mix those two together. You can have ultra control over blood sugars without quality of life, right? And you probably know my story. I've been there obsessing over blood sugars to an unhealthy level in my past. And uh, my early years with diabetes, I also found that you can have a high quality of life without control over your blood sugars, right? You can ignore it <laughs> and you can do whatever you want, like I also did. Not a great way to go. You will feel sick, it will destroy the insides of your bodies. So instead, mix the high quality of life and high control of your blood sugars. That's the goal that we're after here. But what I showed, shared with my clients was as I was low, right? We can't be in control 100% of the time. And that's okay. We got to let go of that. Let go of that perfectionist mindset. What I wanted to share with them was there's a reason that I'm not stopping the coaching call right now. Right? I'm on with uh, about 10 of my clients and uh, I'm like, there's a reason I'm not just... Turn my video off and say i'll be back in 15 minutes right i need to go treat this blood sugar uh, and drink like five juice boxes right and i walk them through the steps the check boxes that i have mentally to walk through what type of low is this you might be thinking matt what do you mean what type of low you're low go eat sugar right but there's a difference and the difference is this you could have insulin on board impacting blood sugars you could have recent activity you could have current activity You could have misbolused, right? If you didn't count your carbs correctly, took too much insulin. Uh, There's a number of different types of lows and the severity of the low itself will differ based on those variables. And when you look at these lows as a, a new perspective, a new option of, is it this kind of low, this kind of low, this kind of low, you can treat them appropriately. You're less likely to go to a low that's not significant, not severe, and treat with the entire kitchen, and then of course we know, what? You end up at 400. That's no fun. Uh, And that's of course the the start of the blood sugar roller coaster. Nobody wants to ride that ride. It's the one ride at Disneyland you don't wanna go on. It's the blood sugar roller coaster. And if you're unfamiliar with that term, it's when you go low, you over-treat, end up at 400, take a bunch of insulin because you're mad about the high, then you go low again and it's just up and down and up and down all day long. It's a roller coaster ride that nobody ever ever wants to get on and it's difficult to get off once you do hop on the blood sugar roller coaster and so in order to avoid the blood sugar roller coaster we have to look at different types of lows requiring different types of treatments okay and this is where it gets uh, really interesting so on that coaching call I was in the 60s okay Uh, I looked over at them and I pulled this guy out if you're watching the video friends on uh, the podcast you won't know I'm talking about glucose tabs right we all know that sound glucose tab. I pulled out one glucose tab, a single glucose tab, and I started munching on it. I said, "Hold on guys, <laughs> I got to treat this real quick. Got to make sure I don't go super low during our call." And uh, after explaining to them, of course, that none of us are perfect, I explained the different types of lows. Now, on this call, I had watched it go 90s to the 80s to the 70s to the 60s eventually, and I began the treating around 80s. I looked at it and go, "Okay, I'm probably going to go low. Let's have one tablet." Right? This is called micro-treating, it's a concept that I love to teach because we don't need the full 15 grams for every single type of low. It's, if it's a slow drop, okay, and we're confident that it's not going to turn into a significant drop, then we're more likely to only require one glucose tab, uh, one Oreo, <laughs> maybe half of an Oreo, right? Uh, and because of that, you can avoid the over-treating, avoid skyrocketing, past 200, past 300, and so when I got into the 70s, after treating in the 80s, right, I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to be a little bit more of a drop than I expected. I've got two units of insulin on board. Actually, it's like 2.7 units still from breakfast. And uh, so I get into the 60s. And once I hit the 60s, I was like, all right, we got to go for a second tap, right? Hold on, everybody. Give me one going to munch on this tab while I'm answering your questions. And I remember at one point I said, uh, Bayless. We were talking about insulin and which types of insulin, right, basal, bolus, correction factors. And I said, uh, you're Bayless insulin. I was like, whoa, 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 That's my low talking. <laughs> Bayless is a combo of basal and bolus. <laughs> Everybody started cracking up. Uh, but I was still functioning, right? And this isn't to say that if you're in the 60s that you should just have one tab. That is in no way what I am trying to tell you today. What I'm telling you is that I was in the 60s. I was confident That it was not turning into a significant low i was slanted down and if i look at the trajectory of my blood sugars while it did still say slanted down which is what about a four or five point decrease over the course of five minutes one milligram per deciliter per minute right it's it's dropping where i might have been in the 50s and in the 40s if it went untreated but i looked at it and went okay i had a glucose tab 10 minutes ago when i was in the 80s that should be impacting me right the 15 minute rule does still apply we're in the 60s now I don't want to go any lower, but it does look like it's slowing down. The trajectory on my Dexcom shows that while it does still say slanted down, it looks like it's going to start leveling out. And I watch the numbers so every five minutes it beeps, I laugh, they laugh because <laughs> diabetes never stops, right? And as I'm watching the updates, it's going from 66, 63, huh, okay. That was only three points, not five. 62, ooh, we're starting to level out. 61, starting to level out again right going down to one point every five minutes that's really slow that does not require two juice boxes to get out of that low if it's next to leveling out for me at least this is all my own experience of course this is not medical advice but as i watched that closely and i told them this too i'm going to watch these numbers in front of you and i showed them my dexcom screen so look it's starting to level out right as it levels out, we're likely to see a small rebound because we just had sugar. The sugar is still absorbing. And towards the end of the call, uh, if I get to a place that I like, I can add in something like proteins or fats to stabilize it, right? So I have glucose tabs that is pure sugar. Now, this low experience, having one tab, waiting 10 minutes, having a second tab, this is not how you should treat every low. Now, in that case, it worked out perfectly. I ended the call in the 90s. I loved it. They loved it. They got to watch me treat a low blood sugar in real time. And we got to discuss the impacts of different types of blood sugar. So it was a great topic to discuss. But outside of that, there have been other circumstances. And if you're on YouTube, if you watched or if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel at FTF Warrior, uh, you know that I uploaded two other videos this last week that were unannounced. And they were more lifestyle, more experiential. Uh, One was a GoPro video of my whole family and I hiking through Big Bear. And I walked through the different decisions and habits that my sister and I made. My sister is also a type 1 diabetic. And we walked into uh, how we both started lower than we would like. Right, I was uh, in the 70s all morning. And I was like, okay, well, if we're going for a hike, I should probably get out of the 70s. Right, My sister, at the moment of leaving for the hike, had an arrow down at 83 Now you'll have to go watch that video uh, if you want to go check it out. So go to FTF warriors, YouTube, and and go see recent videos. But uh, in those videos, we treated those lows very differently, right? She had arrowed down at 83. Did she have one glucose tablet? No. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely not, because she's also going on a hike. She's going to incorporate activity. Activity can also cause a drop in blood sugars, and she was ready for that. So she went and stuffed her face, and I said, you might want to stuff your face some more because we're going to go hiking. And so these different types of lows, like she wasn't even low yet. Now, if you've got double arrows down, you're in the 40s, 50s, 60s, that's when you stuff your face. That's when you got to watch out for what's going to happen next, right? You have to keep a close eye on on the trajectory of the blood sugars. If you're dropping double arrows down, that means you're dropping at a very significant, significant pace. Uh, you're gonna require fast sugar immediately. That's where honestly, 15 grams might not be enough. Look at the surrounding variables. Do I have uh, an enormous amount of insulin on board? Did I just wrap up an hour long run? Am I in the middle of an hour long run? What's going on around me that might cause my blood sugars to drop even faster or continue on the pace that they're at? That low is going to be treated very differently than zero insulin on board, hanging out on the couch, watching a movie, and you're sitting at 68, right? Yes, technically you are low. You're below 70 milligrams per deciliter, but you only require one, maybe two glucose tabs, right? We can anticipate one glucose tab raising us just enough to get out of that low blood sugar. We don't need the 15 grams, Okay. a lot of people go for that because they like the sugar. Uh, maybe they hate being low. That's the place that I used to be in. I used to get real nervous around low blood sugars. And I'll tell you, uh, not many people know that the lowest you can or the, lowest, the highest you can set your Dexcom low alert is 100, right? Because most people look at a low blood sugar and go, "Yeah, low is like 70, maybe 80." Some people have it set at 60 when it starts to alarm them, right? I found out because I had low anxiety years ago that the lowest or the highest, I keep mixing that up, the highest low threshold that you could have set for your alarm to go off to warn you that you're going to be low is 100 and I was mad i was like why isn't it 120 130 i want the early alert system so i can know before i go low and of course now my low alerts are set at 80 because that's enough of a warning for me if i get alerted at 80 i can catch it before it goes below 70 or 60 uh, most of the time but what we're looking at is if you're starting to see a fast drop and the external variables exercise the last type of your meal the insulin on board all these other factors are going to make you think you're going to keep dropping fast or that the drop speed is going to increase. Maybe you're slanted down now, but you know it's about to hit arrow down, right? If you're mid-run, you've got to watch out for that. Where do you expect the trajectory to go? How can you counteract that with your low treatment? And on the other side of the spectrum, again, if it is arrow down, let's say it's going arrow down at 85 and then arrow down at 83. Well, that's not arrow down anymore, is it? That means Dexcom's catching up and it's soon going to say slanted down, soon it might say leveled out. You might level out by 80. So if you see arrowed down at 85, looking at the traje- trajectory, I'm having to- trouble speaking. Wow, I gotta, whew, I gotta slow down for a second. If you notice the trajectory of your blood sugars does not match the arrows on your CGM, take that into consideration. Okay, arrow down 85, and then the next number is arrow down 83. That is not narrowed down anymore. Keep an eye on it. You probably want to treat with something, but you might not need to eat the whole kitchen, right? Versus if you are slanted down and uh, let's say slanted down at 90, next one shows slanted down at 80. Well, that's narrowed down. It's about to update, right? It's, It's in between updates. So keep an eye on where you expect your blood sugars to go, especially If you can map out external circumstances that are going to impact the trajectory of your blood sugars, okay? Like I mentioned, like five times because it's super important. Exercise, we'll also get into the type of exercise. Type of exercise can massively impact blood sugars. Uh, Your meal timing, pre-bolus timing. The type of meal, your existing insulin on board. Did you give a correction recently? Is it just now starting to pick up and affect your blood sugars, right? Peak of insulin is not at the moment of injection. There's a lot of stuff you got to take into consideration here. So every low is going to be different. Every low requires you to approach it from a strategic position. What type of low is this? Is it fast dropping? Is it a slow drop? Am I stable but technically low, right? That's 68 but totally flat. Maybe you don't treat. Maybe you have a little treat. It's going to differ based on your own personal preferences, what your doctor has told you to treat, what zone they're having you aim for. But every low can and should be treated differently based on external circumstances, based on existing data points that you have. And when you understand that, you can avoid those massive blood sugar roller coasters. You can avoid the massive drops. If you got double arrows down at 60, you should probably eat more than one glucose tab, right? And I'm saying probably because this is not medical advice. This is me sharing what I've learned over the years with you that if you treat your aloes all the same, you're gonna run into uh, certain circumstances that are very frustrating. You're gonna run into stories like mine where I would treat a low at 70 and end up somehow at 350, right? That's not where you wanna be. You wanna treat your low, get back into a comfortable position with a healthy blood sugar that you can continue on with your day with. You don't wanna have to deal with this for hours and hours and hours on end as you chase the high and then recorrect and then go back into a low and then chase the high. You don't wanna deal with that step off the blood sugar roller coaster, use the strategy of micro-treating, right? One glucose tab before you're actually low can help slow any drop. Two glucose tabs, gonna slow it even more, might balance you up a little bit, right? Couple different strategies you can use there. And obviously this is one micro piece of the puzzle. You wanna focus on bigger pieces as well, like what does exercise in general do to my blood sugars? How should I eat as a type one diabetic? How can I re-manipulate my blood sugars based on external variables and how can insulin sensitivity impact me over days, right? There's, There's so many other factors to consider, but this one strategy will help you to step off of the blood sugar roller coaster, not have to worry about the rebound spikes that can and likely will ruin half of your day and keep your blood sugars in range for longer periods of time. All right, so uh, core concept of today, not all lows are the same. Look for the trajectory of where you expect your blood sugars to go, taking into consideration the external variables. Did I exercise recently? When was my last injection? Do I have insulin on board? Tons of stuff that you can pull into that as external data to make better decisions. The more data you have, the more informed your decisions are, the more likely you are to see success. Data is your friend, and it always will be. Alright, so um, if you enjoy that formula-driven style of approach, looking at more than just your current blood sugar, looking at the trajectory of where it's going to go, collecting data to make your life with diabetes easier, believe it or not, the more you micromanage the prep for your diabetes, the easier it is to control over the long term because it tends to run itself in the background smoothly. So you don't get surprised with those 350s, those 40s, nobody likes that micromanage your diabetes up front so that it runs itself a bit smoother. All right? if that's the kind of stuff you appreciate, highly recommend going to check out the training that I did recently at diabetesinaction.com. This is only for you if you're looking to understand your diabetes at a deeper level. If you're looking to sit back and ignore it, do not watch this training. It's going to overwhelm you. You're not gonna take anything away from it because I'm going to tell you things that you can do to improve your blood sugars, which, yeah, I did say things you can do, not things you can listen to and then forget. These are action items. You must be action-oriented if you expect to see results. They're not just going to happen for you. You have to put the work in if you want those results. So if you're the kind of person that is willing to put the work in, be actionable, then go to that training, diabetesinaction.com. I'll see you over there. Find out how you can uh, approach these lows in a different sense, right? Not all lows are the same. What are the variables that are impacting my lows? Do I need the full 15 grams? Do I need 25? Do I need one glucose tablet? That's going to be up to you. Use your understanding and your data points and the trajectory of your blood sugars to determine how to treat your lows. And I'll see you over at the training at diabetesinaction.com. Have an awesome day. That's all I got for you guys. And keep up the fight.